Spirit, one God, Amen. I know it's been a long couple of weeks, and so I promise I'm not going to take too much of your time tonight. But it would be, I would be remiss if I didn't say something about the Holy Theotoka St. Mary tonight on the eve of the Feast of Her Assumption, which we joyfully celebrate tomorrow. And I want to offer two very brief points, two very brief meditations on this feast that we celebrate tomorrow. And both of them relate to the end of our lives. Both of them relate to death. The first one is that St. Mary's departure and the assumption of her body, which we celebrate tomorrow, show us that death can be something glorious. Not in every case, but in the case of the righteous and the faithful Christian. St. Mary was the first fruit of humanity to God. She was the perfect one for whom God waited. And so it is fitting that when the time of her departure came near, it is fitting that we see miracles and signs and wonders speaking about her righteousness. And the passing away of St. Mary is a reminder that there are great things waiting for those who die in the faith, who have preserved the faith and have lived it, and have struggled and strived for that singular goal of the Kingdom of Heaven. Everything we hear in the Synexario and today in the, in the Difnar, we heard amazing things. And this is what God has in store for those who die a righteous death. Of course, we will not be like the Holy Theotokos because she is pure and holy, unlike us in many ways. But nonetheless, as, right, as the righteous pass from this world into the next, the Lord prepares things that eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man. And that's one thing that we can remember as we hear the account of the Holy Theotokos' passing away and the assumption of her body. The second thing is, because this feast relates to her falling asleep, um, it is for us to meditate on the fact that usually when someone passes away, it means the silencing of their voice. Usually if someone dies, that means their voice will now be silent. David the psalmist wrote, For in death no man remembers thee, and who will give thee thanks in Hades. And elsewhere in another psalm he wrote, The dead shall not praise thee, O Lord, nor any that go down to Hades. So from this we know, and from our experience in this world, that death has always meant silence. But in the case of the Holy Theotokos, we see the complete opposite. During her life on earth, we see that she lived in silence. She excelled in the virtue of silence. We don't, hear, we don't hear her speak very much in the New Testament at all. But after her death, and after the translation of her body into glory, the whole world hears her continually. There was a recent National Geographic issue, um, and it had an article, it was actually a cover article entitled, how the Virgin Mary became the world's most powerful woman. She began her earthly life as a powerless and obscure Jewish girl, but she became the queen seated at the right hand of the King of Glory. And what happened in between was a life of love for God and the perfection of countless virtues, things like humility, silence, obedience, faith, 
And because she lived this way, her death was transformed into a brilliant falling asleep and a sharing of our Lord's victory over death. Because she perfected these virtues in silence on earth, her voice as the heavenly queen now reverberates in every generation. So we can meditate. What about us, brothers and sisters? Do we have hope that our own departure, our own death, can reflect a similar brilliance? It is certainly possible, but in order for us to have the same encounter with death, we have a lot of work that needs to be done. Are we as humble as the Holy Theotokos? I don't mean humble in the sense of beating our chests and keeping our heads down, not the external actions, which mean very little. But I ask if we are humble in the sense of constantly remembering our sinfulness and clinging to Christ with all of our hearts because we know we have no hope except through Him. Are our hearts as pure as hers? Even when her normal plans as a young Jewish girl to consecrate herself in virginity to God, even when these plans were turned upside down because of God's divine plan, she uttered not a single word of complaint. So pure was her heart that she did not give in to pride or anger or any of the passions that tend to drag us down, especially in today's divisive climate. She accepted whatever was given to her and did not insist on making her opinions and her preferences heard or followed as we oftentimes insist today. Are we as silent as the Holy Theotokos? She lived a life in her heart. She lived her life in her heart. One of the fathers said her silence is what made her a vessel fit to become God's treasure. We call her in that melody the revered treasure of God. It was her silence that made her worthy to be so. In other words, she was able to contain the uncontainable God in her blessed womb for nine months because she maintained silence before God and men. We living in the modern world oftentimes do the opposite in our homes our workplaces, our schools, our social media, and sometimes even in our churches, if we feel that we have been slighted in any way, we insist on speaking our minds. The same Father said, with us, because we talk so much, we're like a vessel holding water with a lot of holes, and everything is spilling out at once. Every time we speak out of pride or egotism or according to some other passion, we open up a new hole and find ourselves unable of being a vessel for the living God. And I emphasize this point, especially today in this divisive climate in which we now live. We should always think twice about what we say, especially since the first recorded conversation between a human being and another being resulted in lies, deception, and death. From this we know that we're prone to these things, so we need to be careful and be more like the Holy Theotokos. The Holy Theotokos modeled all of these virtues for us, and what was the result? What was the result? I always like every year to read this passage from a homily on the Dormition from an Eastern Orthodox saint. His name is Saint Theodore the Studite. 
And he leaves us behind one of the most beautiful homilies that you could ever read on the Dormition of the Holy Theotokos, actually one of the most beautiful homilies you can read about her in general. And he says, he utters these magnificent words in this homily. He says, now the mother of God shuts her material eyes and opens her spiritual eyes towards us like great shining stars that will never set to watch over us and to intercede before the face of God for the world's protection. Now those lips, moved by God's grace to articulate sounds, grow silent, but she opens her spiritual mouth to intercede eternally for all of her race. Now she lowers those bodily hands in death that once bore God, only to raise them in eternity, in incorruptible form, in prayer, to the Lord on behalf of all creation. This is the result of the virtues that she modeled, and this is why we celebrate her departure and the glorious assumption of her body tomorrow, and we celebrate her continually as an icon for every Christian and as a mother to every Christian and to every human being. And so as we celebrate this feast, I pray that the Holy Theotokos, who is the hope of all Christians, that she may protect, that she may watch over all of you, that she may guard you, and that she may be with all of you who put your hope in her to intercede before her son. And I pray that she may also ask her son on your behalf, for those of you especially who have been with us throughout this journey, dedicating your time, your lips, your heart, your thoughts to honoring her, venerating her, to worshiping her son in the continual liturgies, that she may bless you and she may keep you and grant you that you may celebrate this feast and all of the feasts of the Lord with many happy returns. And glory be to God forever. Amen.